The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. Live right here on Sports Grid on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside. Wild card weekend, five down, one to go. DRS, how you feeling? Feeling good. I th- as I said last week, I thought we might be getting cheated in a few of these football games. Not the case. When they call it wild card, they did put the wild card into this weekend. It was sensational, Kevin, across the board. And we still got one more game tonight, which is going to be a banger as well. Great stuff. I just want to make this point very clear. Five games, all five went to the over. That is how football is supposed to be played. Notice how much fun everybody had. The people are like, oh, I like when things are low scoring. And no, no, no. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. We begin with the Sunday action, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. This was 17-0 early, and it looked like the route was on. And then it was 17-7 inside the first half a 34 31 final for the buffalo bills as they survive in advance but it is a comfortable cover down the back stretch here for miami dolphins backers this game flies over the listed total of 44 and a half fun game to watch overall that you thought you were going to get that blowout you expected right off the bat as if the miami dolphins didn't even get off the bus they did they played hard and by the way we are going to cover this game in the second segment get ready Get ready, head coaches, who don't understand what a play clock actually means. We'll get into all of that. Josh Allen, 352 yeah. passing yards, chipped in another 20 on the ground, three passing touchdowns, three turnovers. Josh Allen experience at the highest level in that game. We also saw the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants go head-to-head. This game was close the entire way, but the Giants did enough to keep the Vikings at distance. 31-24 final. Daniel Jones with likely the best game of his career. 301 in the air, two touchdowns passing, chipped in another 78 yards on the ground. First quarterback in NFL playoff history with 300 passing, two passing touchdowns, and 70 rushing yards in a single game. Brian Dable, great coach. You know, you see the Giants go in there well-prepared. Daniel Jones plays well. Saquon Barkley, hey, Brandon Staley, rested and ready. Looked pretty good in that game. Seems like it really helped him out. The Giants, by the way, Kevin, outside of the very first drive of the game, they were the better team all the way through that game and absolutely deserved to beat the Vikings. I will say, I think Daniel Jones being able to get all of the money that is going to come his way because he's played Mm. the Vikings twice over the last month uh, is quite a treat. He threw for 300 yards both times he saw the Vikings. He's had two 300-yard games in in the last three years outside of the Vikings games. But, hey, a credit 
to Daniel Jones. Got to take advantage of what's in front of you. And probably the most fraudulent team in the history of the National Football League is what the Minnesota Vikings will be remembered as. We also had the night game, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens, 24-17. Cincy once again able to win a game without playing anywhere near their best. Ball on the goal line. Tyler Huntley tries to extend it over the pile, and instead of a touchdown lead for the Ravens, it is a 98-yard scoop and score touchdown that saw the Bengals go in front and never look back. Yeah, shocking game there and shocking result, I should say, overall. But how about the pump fake for the Baltimore Ravens and also with the sports books, Kevin? You take a look at Huntley to throw over a half of a touchdown pass at a minus 130. Passing props at like a buck 50 across the board because he was supposed to split time with the third-string quarterback. Didn't happen yeah. here. It's a shame because the Ravens played hard. The Ravens should have won. Just came up short. They certainly did. Wonder how this would have looked had Lamar Jackson been out there. J.K. Dobbins made his mm. feelings on that clear we'll talk about that as well uh we got a radio audience in the fold here on a monday morning kevin walsh donnie right side of the early line sirius xm channel 159 the greatest game of all time on saturday a game built quite frankly for me and, and me alone sometimes i wonder if anybody else saw this game and this was just for to make me smile the jacksonville jaguars beat the los angeles chargers 31 30 four interceptions for trevor lawrence no problem four passing touchdowns the jags complete donnie the third biggest comeback in the history of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, not a ton of people surprised with this one, Kevin. Why? Huh. I can't figure out why the Chargers fold in the second half. They had a bye the previous week. Why were they the tired team in the second half traveling cross-country in a short <laughs> week? Well, I can't figure this one out, Kevin. Help me out. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I've talked to countless people who bet a lot of Jags live. Why were they so willing to fade the Chargers, man? Is it because of Brandon Staley, perhaps? Oh, we'll get into it. The opening game of the wild card round saw the San Francisco 49ers trail the Seattle Seahawks at half, which sounds unbelievable considering the end of this game was 41-23 San Fran. Brock Purdy, four total touchdowns as the Niners lit up this Seattle defense. Man, that offense is fun. I, I know it was Seattle's defense, but my goodness, they can attack you from every single angle, and Purdy continues to win. But also, Kevin, some people will say, if Purdy continues to win at this streak, it's very good for Garoppolo's prospects in the offseason to sign a big deal. Yeah, I can't no. make sense of it. I can't. No, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that is what they are saying. In terms of offseason big deals tonight, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Ooh. Tom already with one foot out the door saying he's going to keep mm. his options. He didn't say this, but the reports are me and Rapport. He's going to keep his options open. Tampa wants him back. Tom, not so sure. Yeah, come on. They keep your options open. You're going to live in Tampa. You're going to live in New England. That's your only options next year, Tom. Come on now. Yeah, no, he's got way more options than that, whether you think he should or should not. Teams are interested in Tom Brady. Lastly, today, Martin Luther King Day. The NBA always in full effect. We'll break those games down. Last night, a great one between the Lakers and the Sixers. Joel Embiid with a huge performance as a back-to-back -back set of wins by one point for the 76ers. We keep it rolling right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We begin our breakdown in Buffalo with the Bills hosted the Dolphins as the biggest favorite the wild card round has ever seen. This number closed at 14. People continuing to lay that big time number with the Buffalo Bills. And in the beginning of this game, it looked like the absolute right decision. 17 nothing start for Buffalo. And then the turnover started. And all of a sudden, this game was 17-17. Buffalo led at the break by a score of 20-17, to and then a scoop-and-score touchdown by this Dolphins defense saw them take an actual lead in the second half of this game that they held well past the midway point of the third quarter. Now, Buffalo was able to eventually still light this Dolphins defense up, create enough separation, and put this team away, but this was close throughout. The Buffalo Bills were supposed to leave this team for dead, and they did not. And it is hard not to look at the Josh Allen performance as why. Now, I know those interceptions maybe vary in terms of how much is it his fault, the fumble, it's a big hit. I understand. But Josh Allen's career has now been defined by the highs of highs and the lows of lows. And the best quarterbacks in this sport have to be able to avoid those lows. Josh Allen was just one interception off of the lead league this season, often forgotten in what was still a great year, no doubt about it. Josh Allen still had one of the five best seasons of any quarterback in the league. But, Donnie, the Buffalo Bills have much bigger expectations than just advancing out of the wild card round. They spent a lot of this season as Super Bowl favorites. And for them to cash in on their promise, they cannot have a turnover-prone Josh Allen keeping a 14-point underdog Miami Dolphin in the mix the entire game. No, you can't do that. And that's what Josh Allen does sometimes. As you said, the highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows. He's electric, Kevin, and was yesterday, both good and bad, which you can't have in the playoffs. If you're going to be electric, you got to be on one way all the way through. That's how you win a Super Bowl. Because quite frankly, Kevin, they're lucky they played the Miami Dolphins today and nobody else because the Dolphins put up 31 points. We have to understand this. The Bills only gave up 231 yards on defense, but yet the Dolphins scored 31. 
That's because your offense self-destructed. If the no, let's just say the Buffalo Bills didn't have any turnovers, this game would be an absolute whitewashing after any blowup, but it wasn't. It looked like it was headed that way at 17-0. And then before you could blink, it looked like you were going to have a lead or at least be tied at the half for the Miami Dolphins, which is incredible. And then, as you said, they took the lead right away in the second half. They go three and out, but then force a turnover, which turned into a big boy touchdown, which gave them the lead. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing here. I looked at this game overall up and down. The, the Bills should have, if you told me the Bills got 34 points, maybe the Dolphins' maximum, Kevin, was 14, 14 and a half as their team total was. I'm shocked they got the 31 points. But for Skylar Thompson through 45 times, there were some questionable play calls and certainly some extremely questionable clock calls here by the Miami Dolphins. So that is the other side of this coin that I feel maybe a bit on an island. Maybe I'm being a little lenient here. But a lot of Mike McDaniel questions coming out of this game. Mike McDaniel reportedly was on the hot seat going into their Week 18 game against the New York Jets. The Dolphins won, and they kept themselves clear. It left then some questions of if Mike McDaniel was on the hot seat heading into this football game. And Mike McDaniel just went into Buffalo with a third-string quarterback and lost by three. Maybe I'm being too forgiving, Donnie. Couldn't care less about the clock management. The idea that the Dolphins would move on from Mike McDaniel would is a hilarious concept to me. He would be, for me, coach number one on the board. I would want him more than Sean Payton. I would want him more than Jim Harbaugh. I would want him more than Kellen Moore. Any of these other up-and-coming offensive coordinators there. You can criticize some of the inner workings of this game, and, and, and I'll understand that. But big picture here, the fact that the Miami Dolphins take away from this season on their year one head coach is anything other than, oh, we've got one, is ridiculous to me. Now, I don't think they should move on. But in the biggest moment, I think he was an abject disaster yesterday. And you're right. 34-31, third-string quarterback, what do you want him to do? That is a narrative that you can play into it. He gave his guy no chance. Look, in the NFL, when you see the veteran quarterbacks, and again, he's a younger quarterback. Wasn't his first rodeo. Wasn't the first time he got in. You know what's very important? Remember what Sean McVay used to do with Jared Goff? I'm going to get you to the huddle, out of the huddle, with 20 seconds to go. I'm going to talk to you in your ear about the defensive setup, and then you can make 15 seconds of adjustments or get comfortable and get right. Do you know what a defense loves, Kevin? When you break the huddle at 7 and you have to run up to the line of scrimmage and snap it at 1, they get off the ball repeatedly. You can't do that to a young quarterback because there's no chances to make any changes and you're flustered and getting up there. The false starts are ridiculous, and it all was encapsulated on one final play on fourth and inches where you took a delay of game penalty because you didn't get the right thing in there. I don't care if they say, oh, yeah, man, they told us it was first down. You're standing right there at the yard marker. You knew he was short at that point. Nobody on TV thought that was the first down whatsoever. And also, if you watch the play clock, somebody was a nice little internet sleuth here. They ran the play clock from 40 all the way down to the teens, then reset it again at 25 and you took a penalty, and then you lost the football game. I'm not saying the Dolphins should have won, but my goodness, McDaniel, give your kid a fighting chance in that game. And, and while that's fair, you would like to imagine that if he was dealing with even his second-string quarterback, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm sorry. I cannot – the takeaway from Bill's Dolphins – a 14-point favorite, a team that's been the Super Bowl favorites for this much of the season, and the takeaway be what a bad job McDaniel did. I, Skyler Thompson is, respectfully, not an NFL quarterback. 
He was 18 for 45. It's like, oh, he played the game of his life. He averaged 4.9 yards per pass with two of the best wide receivers in the sport. He was bad. It's like, oh, it's the best bad. game we're going to see Skylar Thompson play. So I, I get it. You want, in a great world, Mike McDaniel be able to hold his hand across the finish line. I mean, at that point, though, McDaniel should have popped him on the helmet and came in and checked into the game himself. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I hardly leave this game feeling down on Mike McDaniel. Is it a lesson learned? Again, maybe so. But not only did he have to go through Skylar Thompson, what it looks like a washed Teddy Bridgewater, most people aren't even a believer in his starting quarterback into a tongue of Iloa. And they basically won every single game that Tua played this season, it felt like. So I, I just I don't leave this scenario low on the Dolphins. One thing you're hearing, though, Donnie, people leave this game lower on the Buffalo Bills. That's a bit surprising to me, though. Buffalo was markedly better than this team, and it was only close due to the turnovers. We know those can happen with Buffalo. This, to me, was largely status quo for the, the Buffalo Bills here. Yeah, no, it's, it's it, again, it's week-to-week football. It's survive in advance. You're going to go through adversity, and that's why it's so big, Kevin, because the tournament of the NFL playoffs is not a best-of-three or a best-of-seven each round. It's one. If you play extremely well, you're probably going to win. But if you leave a lot of things up in the air, you leave yourself to a 34-31 type game yesterday. But again, I do. I think your point is valid because this wasn't as if the Miami Dolphins went toe-to-toe with the Bills and shot it out. The Buffalo Bills had 423 yards of offense. The Miami Dolphins had 231. If this game was 34-31 and this was 423 to 415, then I think you would be in trouble. But if you come into this game, Kevin, the old crystal ball comes out. By the way, Dolphins gained 231 yards in this game. That should be 34-13 at that point. Yeah, the the Bills averaged 5.9 yards per play. Again, you mentioned nearly 200 more yards of offense in in this game. And so much of the Dolphins' early success, those short turnover, uh, those turnovers creating those short yardage situations. They also had the big punt return as well in this game. With this game in the bag, we now know that the Buffalo Bills are going to play the Cincinnati Bengals in the next round. And we're going to make the move over to this game of Cincinnati where as much as the Bengals are a story, the Baltimore Ravens controversy of who's there and who's not and what decisions are being made hardly ended when that game went final. A lot to get into as we head over to Cincinnati and Baltimore next right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Buffalo Bills advance. They get to play the Cincinnati Bengals as they continue to just win nonstop this Cincinnati team. This group was four and four through their opening eight games. They finished the season 12 and four with a canceled game against Buffalo that they were leading in. And then another win here. They've now won nine consecutive games. The Cincinnati Bengals, though a cover for the Baltimore Ravens and it truly could have been a lot more. The Ravens had significantly more success in this game than I think a lot of people were anticipated, certainly more so than the odds makers were anticipating when they set this line between Joe Burrow versus Tyler Huntley. Tell me, DRS, what was your initial takeaway here as Cincinnati and Baltimore went final? I think we knew you would get a fight from the Baltimore Ravens because, you know, people taking a little bit too much out of the week before knowing that the Ravens punted on that football game and had a third-string quarterback and still somewhat sort of hung around. But also the Cincinnati Bengals knew at that point after the halftime, oh, look, they're, they're not going to get to the 24-point number. But this game, 17-17 into the fourth quarter, when it looks like the Ravens were going to take a 24-17 lead, all evaporated with that fantastic play where you knock the get ball loose in a big boy touchdown where he runs 95-plus yards. But my biggest takeaway was, yeah, I like the Cincinnati Bengals win, but also, Kevin, there's something a little bit amiss with the Bengals. They are winning football games, but if you notice every single week, it seems like they're losing an offensive lineman and a key impact offensive lineman weekly here. And the reason I bring that up, the last four games here for the Cincinnati Bengals on the ground, because coming into the season, even if you're a prop player, right? Like, hey, man, look at this. You got unbelievable wideouts. Joe Burrow's a mobile quarterback in the pocket, can make some things happen, buy some extra time. But if you have to hand the football off, man, Mixon is a really good running back. Last four games, Kevin. 53 yards versus Tampa Bay, 2.5 yards per carry. Against New England, 73 yards on the ground, 3 yards per carry. Baltimore Ravens, back-to-back weeks, 55 yards the week previous for 2.8 yards per carry and 51 yards last night at 2.8 yards per carry. You can't just leave it all up to Joe Burrow in the pocket because now with that offensive line that's a little bit beat up and banged up, maybe he's taking a little bit too many shots, but at the same time, All you have to do is survive in advance. Was it a clean victory? No, it wasn't. But you'll take a seven-point win over the Ravens there. It's a very good defense. They got their quarterback back, at least their backup quarterback back, and we're very efficient all the way through. But for Cincinnati, this game, more than the Tampa Bay game, arguably more than the New England game, two games they did not play great in for a full half of football, played great in the other half, this one... I think it's very reasonable to be like, ooh, they should have lost that game. At minimum, this could have very easily gone the other way. 17-17, the ball is at the one-yard line on third and goal, and Tyler Huntley tries to go over the top of the pile. It's not to loose. Frankly, a lot of those plays, it feels like you watch reviews, you go, ooh, they sh- he, he got in, he got in. Huntley didn't get in, didn't even seem to be debatable, batted out. Hubbard picks it up for a 98-yard scoop and score. Baltimore was able to put together another drive then late in this football game on the final drive of the game, though their approach was 
very, very slow uh, in nature, but they lose 24-17 in this game. And there's a lot to take away from the fact that Cincinnati was not dominant in this game. I know it's easy to chalk up to, it's the Ravens, you played them last week, a divisional opponent, but this has been kind of going on for a month now, DRS, where we have not been seeing a dominant Cincinnati, even in standalone games. They are a very up-and-down team right now, which makes them tricky to me moving forward, knowing that they need to step up against the Buffalo Bills next week on the road. Yeah, and how is this even possible, Kevin, right? You're worried about the Ravens, who can't score more than 17, and quite frankly, landed right at 17. Probably should have had more, again, if they don't fumble that ball in the goal line. The Ravens had 364 yards of offense. That vaunted Bengals offense, Kevin, 234, similar to what the Miami Dolphins put out. So it was a good win, and you'll take it, but I think you're right. We're waiting on that. Nobody can defend these three wide receivers. A capable running back yeah. in Joe Burrow, a quarterback, will handle the rest, and you haven't been getting that. You can't come, which is interesting because two teams, right? Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills coming into this game like, eh, a little questionable in their playoff games. Somebody needs to write that chip, but who would you be more comfortable, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But getting back to this game, it's still a victory for the Bengals. They're still going to move on, but also keep in mind, the Bengals probably thought maybe you win this game, you're still at home one more time. The fact that they did not were able to complete that earlier game with the Buffalo Bills probably sticks a little bit in their crawl now as well. I now think we can comfortably move over to Baltimore because yeah. the Ravens, this shouldn't be this much of a headache. Lamar's not there, and you would like to think that the conversation would be, hey, he's not healthy. It's super unfortunate. Instead, Lamar has to tweet out, and I wish I was there, but it's a, third, it's a grade three PCL injury. There's nothing I can do. Every time they ask Harbaugh, there's... Can't talk about that. I it, like, and the best was we asked the doc on Sunday. He's like, yeah, he's absolutely allowed to talk about it. I mean, there's no no HIPAA laws. Like that's nonsense. He's allowed to say whatever he wants. But he's saying plenty, Harbaugh, by not talking about it. Then in the middle of the week, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, by the way, half of you probably didn't even know he was even on this football team. Stop the madness and his monster one catch for 12 yard performance in this game. Is saying, ah, we're all banged up. We we, we wish Lamar was out here. And then J.K. Dobbins with the latest installment, but this one going the other direction, saying, why do I not have the football? I'm pretty sure I would have scored, okay? Simple as. I don't know why Tyler Huntley had the football there. I don't know why I'm not on the field. And to J.K. Dobbins' point, I don't know either. Gus Edwards is coming off of a concussion last week and averaged 3.3 yards per carry on 12 attempts. J.K. Dobbins who's been the NFL's leading rusher since getting back healthy and leading in terms of yards per carry, only got the ball 13 times. I have no idea why J.K. Dobbins didn't get the football more. And then J.K. Dobbins said, which you don't usually say, yeah, we win that game if Lamar was healthy. All of a sudden, Donnie, it looks like we've got a split locker room in Baltimore. And if John Harbaugh's attempt here is it's either me or Lamar, He's given me plenty evidence that that's an easy decision. It's Lamar Jackson, not Harbaugh. It, it's it's going to be fun to watch this play out because also let's keep in mind, Lamar Jackson was injured about six weeks ago, didn't get surgery and is rehabbing. 
on the sideline. Remember all those screenshots there? Like, oh, look at Lamar, man, coaching up the uh, backup quarterback and the third-string quarterback. Look at Lamar conversing with Harbaugh on the sideline. Look at him high-fiving his team coming off the field. Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, he didn't even make the trip to this game here. So that's how much you know he's ingrained with this team. You, We don't know the interworkings, but I'm telling you right now, it's been out there for months and months and months. There's a fracture. And the fact of the matter is, you see Harbaugh very unhappy with whatever he does right now. Team fought hard last night, probably could have won without Lamar Jackson. That's a different story. But did you hear like the, the news coming out during the game, after the game? Hey, by the way, the Ravens still want to go all in on Lamar Jackson and try to sign him to an offseason deal, which makes him their franchise guy. That's not put out there, but just some whimsical thing. That's somebody from inside the organization, ownership, GM, front office guy that goes, yeah, by the way, we're still going after Lamar. We didn't cut it off here because, quite frankly, you probably would have started to hear that already, Kevin, right? Like, oh, by the way, they're having second thoughts about Lamar. Can he stay healthy? Which is that negotiation tactic that so many NFL teams use. They're not using it. All they're putting out behind the scenes, yeah, Lamar's our guy. We're going to sign him here. It doesn't look like Harbaugh wants that to happen, but my goodness, you're right. All the chirping and the infighting here is terrible for an organization. Now you're in the offseason. Let's watch it fester. And the people that have opted to take the Ravens side of this by saying, oh, Lamar's not healthy. So let, let, let's just clear this up. That means you want to get rid of Lamar Jackson, right? Because saying Lamar's not healthy, I only want to pay him $45 million a year instead of $50 million a year is a hilarious clown statement. He's not healthy enough, so I have to hold back, but I'm going to give him $45 million a year? That doesn't make any sense. You can't pay $45 million a year for a guy whose health you don't trust. But you do trust his health. They're just mad. And, and I get it. It's frustrating. I get it, right? But this should have been handled in the offseason. But what should never happen, and Harbaugh, I know, Right? It's the same thing whenever people say, is, are, is Tomlin on the hot seat in Pittsburgh? We ask that question, and then we go, well, by the way, he'll be hired in 10 seconds. I know if Harbaugh's fired by Baltimore, he's going to be hired in 10 seconds. But why is he not being the adult in the room? How is this happening? And I maybe, it's, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe I'm blaming too much on Harbaugh. But J.K. Dobbins just ripping into this. Why do I not have the football? We win this game if Lamar plays. I don't understand what we're doing. Those, Donnie, it, right? That's not usually what you would anticipate coming out of the Baltimore locker room. And I certainly would not anticipate wide receiver six, Sammy Watkins on this football team, throwing Lamar Jackson under the bus. Yeah, and it shows that just it's not just Sammy Watkins. He's just willing to say what's on his mind at this point here. And I think you can point directly to the head coach because your initial thought process was right. Why would the head coach of an organization, not a first-year guy or a second-year guy, a guy that's been there over a decade, have to come out and answer questions and be so nonchalant about it too? Not give any information, but also the simple ones. Hey, how's Lamar doing? Oh, he's working hard. He's rehabbing. Hopefully we get him back soon and turns into, I don't know, ask him. There's something really wrong in that organization. So I'm going to ask this to you quickly, Kevin. What is your percentage that both Harbaugh and Lamar hmm. are back with the Ravens next year in 2023? And that's the the, the both being the key Man. phrase there. Harbaugh, it Oof. feels about 95. Lamar, what are we, 50-50 right now. Hmm. Speaking of 50-50, is that the odds Brandon Staley's back? I'm not so sure. I might miss him when he's gone. 
But we get to talk about the greatest game maybe the NFL has ever offered up. Jags Chargers. Next, the one you've been waiting for. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We stay in the AFC. We make the move to Saturday for what was the absolute best, just the best, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers. A game that started with a Trevor Lawrence double-batted interception and then was followed by an Austin Eckler touchdown. Was then repeated, it felt like, every single moment of the first quarter. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half of this football game. And the Chargers were continuing to capitalize until they had themselves a 27-0 lead in the beginning of this football game. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to score on their final drive before half. And you got a sense in the building, online, and from penny and from plenty and plenty of people clicking on the FanDuel Sportsbook that the Jags were not out of this. And boy, was that true. As the Jags scored on all five of their final drives, four of those being touchdown drives, and complete the third biggest comeback in the history of the NFL playoffs. This is a story as much about Doug Peterson as it is Brandon Staley. It's as much about Trevor Lawrence as it is about Justin Herbert. There is so much, Donnie, to get into, but to be nice, we begin on the Jaguars' side of it. A franchise that in one offseason turned everything around. Back-to-back years, they had the worst record in the National Football League, and their transition from Urban Meyer, one of the worst coaches we've ever seen in this sport, to Doug Peterson changed everything. A Super Bowl-winning head coach that incredibly was laughed at when he got hired by Philly and then laughed at again when he got hired by Jacksonville proved that he is one of the 10 best coaches in this sport. Trevor Lawrence is now cemented as one of the 10 best quarterbacks in this sport. And the Jaguars' future is incredibly bright and their season not over just yet. 
What you like from a franchise guy, Kevin, down the stretch for the Jacksonville Jaguars. How many games has Trevor Lawrence done this? You know, needs to rev up the engines, as we like to say, in the first half, doesn't play so well. And all of a sudden, when the game looks like it's out of reach, here comes Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I have to tell you one thing here. I, I don't know how the Jaguars won this football game. They turned it over five times. The Chargers didn't turn it over a single time. Third down percentage for conversion, 20%, Kevin, they were. I, I, it, it, 31-30 doesn't even make sense. So we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about Jacksonville and what you like. We talked about it all season long. You know, it might be the most talented team in the FC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just needed a head coach that could put them in the right direction, almost to look to because what did we want out of the Jaguars season this year? The only thing we wanted, boy, Trevor Lawrence is one of the best prospects in the past 20 years to come out of the draft. He looks terrible. Can you just write that ship? They did that. But also on top of that, they made the playoffs. On top of that, they actually won their division. And how many times, Kevin, did you hear me say this down the stretch? The Jaguars are a young team just trying to find ways to win and learning how to win. How about in back-to-back -back weeks? Coming back and getting a strip sack fumble to win at home to win your division. Coming back from down 27 to nothing in your own build to win a football game and move on. These are the building blocks of a legacy that you could use in Jacksonville to say, do you remember where it all started? So next year when they get in the football games against upper-tier competition, they go, guys, been there, done that before. You now have a resume, Jacksonville, and now you're moving on to take Kansas City on. And the thing for the Jags, and this was true before they got in this game, but every offseason move continuing to be validated. Evan Ingram, 7 for 93 and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, 8 for 78 and a touchdown. Zay Jones, 8 for 74 and a touchdown. All of these moves laughed at, thought to be not legitimate. Atiana first round. And now Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yep. And, and Trevor Lawrence, with probably the worst season he has ever had in his football life, right? NFL, high school, college, to bounce back in the way that he has. Does anybody have any more questions about where Trevor Lawrence ranks in this league, he has lived up. He is now starting to live up to the hype. When he won that national championship game as a freshman, and after that, we're like, oh, he'd probably be the first pick in the draft if he left this year. Yeah, he would have been, and he should have been, because he's that guy. He's that good, Trevor Lawrence. And the Jacksonville Jaguars were always the most talented team in the AFC South, but it didn't look like they were going to be able to capitalize it. Let's not forget, they were 4-8. and eight. They've now won six consecutive football games here, and this being the most impressive. Now to the other guy. Yeah. The most overrated coach this sport will ever offer up. Back-to-back -back years as the coach of the year favorite, and he has done nothing but put this team in losing situations. Each and every step of the way, proving to be well in over his head. Brought in to coach the defensive side of the football. Last year, they were the worst team against the run football. And guess what? I heard this year, the problem was they weren't a little healthy. Yeah, yeah, right. He just can't coach defense all that well. They gave up the most yards per carry this season. And incredibly, though, Brandon Staley got away with all of that despite having as much talent as anybody in this league because he rebranded himself as the guy that goes for it on fourth and two and fourth and short. And then he got so scared off by any criticism that came with it, he stopped doing it altogether. In this game, multiple times on fourth and twos and fourth and threes, kicking field goals, punting the football away. Because that's what Brandon Staley transitioned into. But his crowning achievement, not even this football game, but last week.
going into a meaningless game, a truly meaningless football game, deadlocked into the five seed, opportunity to have a bye, fresh legs in the next round, and instead took those fresh legs away, got Mike Williams injured, and put his team in a losing situation. And in the post-game press conference said, what did you want me to do? How am I supposed to finish this game without my starters? Despite the fact that everybody else in the NFL was able to figure out how to do that. Giants played no starters. Vikings benched all their starters. Bucks benched all their starters. And he is still out there trying to figure out if he can run Keenan Allen on a couple of more routes probably this Monday morning. Brandon Staley has been in over his head every single step of the way a great defensive coordinator maybe let somebody else figure it out but the Los Angeles Chargers will not be taken serious on this show until they move on from Brandon Staley and you're hearing now right from the people that should know like oh, we don't think we're going to move on from the Chargers Kevin we've talked about you know how you win awards how you get fired it's pretty simple to me if you do something historic Patrick Mahomes throws for 5,800 yards. Patrick Mahomes throws for 65 touchdowns. If you're in Major League Baseball and you set the home run record or you're the triple crown who hasn't been done that in 25 years, that's how you win awards. That's how you become MVPs and the best players in the sport. Same thing goes for coaches. When you do something historically bad, that's how you lose your job. Because when you head into next year, what's it? Let me guess. Here we go. Brandon Staley sits down with the Spanos ownership group and goes, all right, well, how can we help you next year? Hey, guys, look, <laughs> I need two more unbelievable $100 million football players on defense if you want us to compete here. And they go, well, how many do you need over here? Every year we spend money on your defense. You're supposed to be the defensive guru. And also on the offensive side of the ball, it's 27 nothing, Kevin. I'm pretty sure if they just ran the football three times into the line of scrimmage or took a knee, you should still win this game and probably have a mathematical edge to win the game up 27 to nothing. There is no excuse for this. And also, Kevin, typically we would get mad and say, ah, oh, you know, it's just one of those flukes. No, it wasn't. We all saw it coming, as you said. Last week, if you took, how about this? If you took the bye week, you'd still have Mike Williams, an extra weapon on the field here would open up the running game. You don't have to focus on Keenan Allen so much. And also, how about this? Three points in the second half is all you were able to muster. Why? You played a divisional opponent, full gas, on the road, in elevation, had to fly home, then fly over to the East Coast on a short week. It's no surprise why you crumbled in the second half here. But we all saw this coming, Kevin, except for Brandon Staley. What did you want me to do? Well, maybe just be a competent head football coach. He's a great start. Yeah, it's it certainly would have been nice to give Brandon Staley, though, maybe a bit of coverage. He is just as bad as his offensive coordinator. There is no chance Joe Lombardi is back. Absolutely none. Brandon Staley, right now, if he's going to be back, again, it feels about 50-50. The thing about this game from the Chargers, you ask it right off the top, right? How did they lose this game? Part of the reason is their offense was horrendous in this football game. They are very fortunate that Trevor Lawrence just handed them multiple touchdown drives, and then they had the fumble off the helmet. A lot of this nonsense, okay? They averaged 4.6 yards per play. To put that into perspective, the Houston Texans this year averaged 4.7 yards per play. That was the worst in the NFL. Their offense was atrocious atrocious in this game they refuse to let justin herbert herbert who has an absolute rocket for an arm air this football out and i don't know why they can't run the ball 
at all. Austin Eckler, who's the kind of back that you would typically think would be a splashy, big play kind of runner, averaged 2.7 yards per carry, ripped off an impressive zero yards in the second half on the ground in this game. They hardly ran the football at all. So that's one change that is going to be patently obviously made for this football team. But if you're the Chargers, and again, I know Staley flipped a couple of things around. The defense started to play a bit better. But what has Staley shown you when you consider some other options that could potentially be out there? And I don't know if it's Sean Payton because I don't know if they want to pay the money that that's going to be plus offer up a first-round pick. But I don't even know if they need a Sean Payton DRS. The thing about Brandon Staley as well, quite frankly, considering how aggressive he was as a year one head coach and how much that all changed in year two, he probably needs to step away. You get in your own head. We, we We see this as gamblers, right? One bet loses, two bet loses, three bet loses, who knows, maybe 12 bets lose. And sometimes you need to just step away from it, Donnie. You need to take a step back because you don't have the mojo rocket and rolling, right? Brandon Staley has been out of a groove all season long. Since they were eliminated by the Vegas Raiders in the Week 18 walk-off field goal in overtime. Ever ever since then, he, I, the chart... I don't know if they're going to make the move, but we have been saying this now for a long time. This team will be in a much better position if Brandon Staley is not their head coach. And here's just to keep it simple, too. If you are a defensive coach, you get hired to be a head coach. You know what the one thing I need out of you is? One of the most locked-down defensive units in the NFL because that's why you got the job. I can't have a defensive guru be my head coach, which leaves the offensive coordinator to do whatever he wants and probably is at a top-level guy. Otherwise, he would have already been a head coach in the NFL. So if we were coming into this game and looking at – remember Matt Nagy talking about the offensive head coach here, coach of the year. No, no, no. That was Vic Fangio's defense. He was lights out. Like, that's what you need. If you're going to hire me, a defensive head coach, my defense better be shored up tight and the reason why we win football games and we'll find enough offense here. The team is way too talented. And if anybody's just going to sit back and say, well, 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 look at the Chargers, improvement. They made, they didn't make the playoffs the year before they made the playoffs this year. It's not the <laughs> madness at this point. You should have won that football game. You should have been in a better spot. And quite frankly, Kevin, if they went on the road and just lost a normal game 31-30 after resting their guys last week, nobody would have any issues here. But the fact that you did it to yourself magnifies everything. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And to, to one last point on this, 27 nothing. You would think, ooh, they had to stop running the ball. The Jags, Travis Etienne had 20 carries in this game for 5.5 yards per carry because they clearly knew they're like, oh, there's no reason to stop running against this team. They're the worst, they're the, they're the worst rush defense in football. And it kept everything in motion for the Jacksonville Jaguars, able to settle down Trevor Lawrence, who again, to throw four picks and come back and throw four touchdowns is an incredible performance, no doubt. We pause here to give you some other coaching updates, including one that I still cannot believe is real. Next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Close out hour number one, talking about some of the latest coaching news, including one that every single time I read this, it comes off like a parody account. I refuse. This is one of these where you always talk about, oh, no, what happened? Is it Twitter blue? Is it Twitter red? Like, where's this coming from? Cliff Kingsbury, according to all of the legitimate reporters, including Peter Schrager of the NFL Network, has told teams that are calling him to be their offensive coordinator, no thanks, because he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand and has no interest in coaching. What is this report? Donnie, what in the world am I reading here on Cliff Kingsbury? Now, look, if anybody knows how travel works with people with millions of dollars in their pocket, Kevin, do you know how long it takes to buy a return ticket? I mean, it's months and months. Like, he probably can't even get back into the country until 2027. That's my favorite. Like, you can imagine a guy's like, hey, as soon as the season ends, I just want to get away for a little bit. I'm going to go to Thailand, probably book the hotel, sent out there. Hey, by the way, I don't have a flight back. I might stay four days, seven days, 11 days, or two weeks over here. The report actually makes it sound like he bought a one-way ticket, and there's no possible way, Kevin, he could ever get back in time for the 2023 NFL season. Sensational reporting out here. I, I, I don't. I don't understand. No phones, no cell phone, no internet. Like, where is he? Like, I don't know. His face. But I would like Kingsbury to, like, do a little Instagram live from Thailand and be like, I just want to make this clear. What am I going to co-coach offense for? I'm getting paid all this money from the Arizona Cardinals. I'm living good. What a robbery. I can't believe they extended me. It's just, who does that? He's like, isn't he, like, under 42? Like, he's good. Does he ever want to coach again? Yeah. He, you're, you are right, though. It makes it sound like he's going to just live in Thailand and yeah. we are never going On to the hear beach. Cliff Kingsbury's yep. name again. Uh, hey, You'll that's see him with Cliff. a straw hat and a beard in seven years. Isn't that Cliff Kingsbury over there? You still here? Man, I've been trying yeah. to get back. I can't find the ticket. Yeah, because Amazon Prime needs somebody else to join Sean McVay in the booth. We start with some NBA preview next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.